How many of you know there's an election yesterday? There was a, a, that election thing. Um, I just feel, you know, from time to time, there's there's certain responsibilities that I think a pastor has, um, you know, to make sure that um, we're understanding things, having right perspective and so forth. And, um, you know, something like a national election, um, certainly that has, if you look at our country right now and the numbers that we saw last night, there's, um, you could say on many levels, our nation is divided. And we want to be a part of it not being divided. The other thing you want to guard against, and everybody listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, is that you don't allow division into the church. You don't allow it into your life. You don't do that. Because God's not the author of confusion. He's not the author of division. We know who is. And so if we'll get the light of God's word and then we'll respond to God's word in the right way, I believe, I believe it will help us all. Amen. I'm going to deal with some things tonight based on the authority of Scripture, okay? And I just, I just don't know how, uh, I don't know who is bold enough, if they have any light in them at all, to, to resist authority of Scripture. I've submitted my life to the authority of Scripture, which means this. That if there's something I believed or my grandma told me my whole life or this or that, my three friends, whatever. And then I've carried that thought and now I come in contact with the truth of God's word and they're in conflict. Then what do I go with? I have to go with the word. I have to go with the word and you do too. And we do well not to just use the word as the final uh, rule of judgment in the end, but we use it as the rule to govern our life and to help us to navigate through life and situations and so forth. So I'm going to ask you to just be eyes and ears and just kind of, uh, and open your hearts and and receive what we have tonight. First of all, and there may be some of us that are, that are not, but we're glad you're here tonight. We're citizens of the United States of America. And I would tonight proudly say, uh, that I'm a citizen of the United States of America. I'm proudly so. Um, amen. And we are, and we are patriots around here. And I've had the opportunity over uh, the last, I don't know how many years to travel a whole lot of places in the world. And I'll tell you what, there's no place like here. No place like here. There is no other nation in the world where people are trying to sneak in. Did y'all hear me? There's a bunch of them trying to sneak out places, even at risk of their own life to get out. But there are people by the millions trying to sneak in, just want to be here. And this is a wonderful place. And God's grace and hand is still, you know, on this nation. And so I'm, I'm thankful and proud. And we're patriots around here. You know that. Um, We are also, and this is probably the first order of business, though. If you're a believer tonight, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You're a citizen of heaven. Amen. And that, that's, come on, that's, that's even more. Um, And our supply comes from heaven. We're ambassadors in a foreign land. I know that's a touchy subject right now. I'm not even going to go there. But we're ambassadors in a foreign land and our supply, our security, our everything comes from our homeland. Yes, amen. 
And um, that's why we have, we've been talking on Sunday mornings about grace and peace, you know, and those are supplements where from heaven, from our homeland. You cannot find grace and peace here on earth. You can find fake little substitutes, but you can't find the real deal. There's supplements from heaven. So I wanted to establish that, first of all, that we are citizens of this great nation, but we're also citizens of heaven. As, and as, the, as that, being a citizen of heaven, we, to qualify us to be that, we're believers. Yes. And if you are a believer, we're a follower of Jesus. Amen. Okay? We're a follower of Jesus. We don't just mentally assent to some truths and some nice principles. We're followers of Jesus. No, this is Tim. We're followers of Jesus. And again, that goes back to scriptural, you know, biblical authority that we're going we're gonna to do what he says. We're going to follow him. And, and that's what we do while we're here still on this planet. Well, it is vital then in all of these things that uh, in regards to the election that we have proper perspectives so that we can respond properly and so that we can get right outcomes in our life and we don't set wrong tracks and paths in our life. Um, regarding the, uh, the election last night, um, there's half our country that's very happy and there's half our country that's not very happy at all. And the first question that I would bring to us is who knew the outcome? And, you know, we had polls galore. And polls proved actually to be, you know, pretty accurate uh, in all this. And uh, uncanny how accurate in, in a whole lot of things, down to counties, you know, and, and different things. But who knew? And I want you to know that God knew. Amen. God knew. Uh, I read today somebody written, God foreknew what the people willed. So God knew. God Almighty, who's the one who knew an outcome of an election is the same one who also knows your path. Yes. He's the one that also knows your future. Let's look at a couple of things here. Daniel 22, uh, verse 21, in the New Living, it says, He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. In Daniel four twenty-five, it says, The Most High. Everybody say, The Most High. Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them... To anyone he chooses. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to expand your thinking a little bit tonight, hopefully. I'm also going to uh, break out parts of the crate of your doctrine and theology a little bit. Because in order for you to handle and manage such things, uh, have the right perspective, we have to expand on those things. Typically, and you have to admit it, our doctrine and our theology is quite narrow and, and quite crated up. And because of that being too narrow, we don't know how to handle some things beyond just what I wanted. And so we've got the most high, everybody said the most high. Rules over the kingdoms of the world and he gives them to anyone he chooses. Another, and just shifting gears a little bit, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach or brings ruin to any people. And so our concern for our nation... Our concern would be righteousness. Yes. Now, who's going to be in charge? The Most High is going to determine that. Amen. But as far as establishing righteousness in our nation, in our community, in our homes, on your street, and your business, you're Amen. responsible to establish righteousness yes. and to conduct yourself in, in a right way. And that will exalt our nation. That will exalt your family, your business, your neighborhood, your, your address. Amen. 
So, and I'm going to stay real close to my notes tonight because I worked hard on them, prayed on them. I'm going to stay real close to my notes. Plus, I need to stay real close to my notes because if you are here second service on Sunday, I got too far from my notes and I actually, I went down there. But I landed awesome. I'm a gymnast. I do my own stunts. People were holding up cards. 10, 9.8. It was, it was. So I was, make sure you're here Sunday because I've worked on it. I'm going to I'm do, do some more. No. All right. Stay with me here. First of all, whoever you wanted for president, listen to me, whoever it was that you wanted for president. And, and I, somebody told me, I couldn't believe it. And I actually saw it. Roseanne Barr also ran for president. Did y'all? Had I known that earlier? But whoever you wanted for president, we now as a nation have reelected. President Obama. So I am, you are citizens of the United States of America. We're also followers of Jesus Christ. And as such, President Obama, and hear me on this, President Obama is my president and President Obama is your president. Exclamation point, period. Now hear me. I did not vote for him. I do not agree with him on many, many issues. I take strong exception with him on many, many issues. I talked about those issues during our voter ID series. I've not held back on that, but this is where we are. He is our president. He is our president. And because of the authority of scripture in my life, I will, and I'm calling you to honor him, pray for him, pray for all of our leaders, and also to walk in love toward all people. Amen. Make sure that your theology, and this is where we're going to work here just for a moment. Make sure that your theology allows for God to be God. We get all cramped up and drained and everything else when anything goes beyond, and I bumped into this a moment ago, beyond what I wanted. And... You have to make sure that our theology, our, our, what we believe, what we understand, what we study about God, what, what Scripture tells us, you've got to make sure that your theology allows for God to be God, that your theology also allows for providence, that your theology allows for God to accomplish His purposes beyond us. You ready for this? And beyond what we understand And even beyond what we might personally would want. You have to realize that there's a a big story going on. And there's a big story been going on for a long time. Even before you or I were ever around. Even before anybody. God had a big story. And we need to just make sure that we stay on the script of what God has for you and for me. And not at any point during this big story that is unfolding. And we know who the screenwriter is. Okay. We know who wrote, directed, produced. And will in the end get encore, curtain call, fabulous, all glory and honor will go to him. He's got an incredible story. And the story is not that there's a whole bunch of little people and they got everything they wanted all the time. And it was just swell every day. 
And then we all got harps and cotton candy. <laughs> you got to understand this story is way bigger than our little minds. As imaginative as you and I could ever be. This is, this is a massively big story. And there are some things that we don't understand. And there's some things that God is working out in his purposes. There are God in his providence. There are things that God, just as God, is, is doing. And if you don't make room in your theology for this, and please hear me on this, your faith will be hobbled. And I'm going to get a little bit direct with you. Some of you were limping today. Your faith was hobbled last night and today because there was not room in your theology. That God could possibly be involved in something beyond what you could understand or what you wanted. And so we have to be very, very careful about this. And I'm not rebuking anybody. I'm speaking to you um, as someone I love you dearly. And I'm delivering truth. And when we come to know the truth, the truth will what? Set us free. Set us free. And it's been said that sometimes it makes you miserable before it sets you free. But, but eventually it will set you free. Now... So make room in your theology for this or your faith will be hobbled. You must also acknowledge that the same place that we draw our values and principles from is also the same source that instructs us. No, no, that commands us that we pray for and honor those that would be in authority. I've heard and read some things by American Christians that you better cut it out or you're way out of line. You're way out of line and you, you unvalidate your faith in my principles, my values. Listen, you drew it from the same place that also commands you that authority be honored and be prayed for. Okay. I wasn't expecting y'all to cheer. Do you really believe what you say you believe? Do you believe that no matter what happens on this planet, that God will take care of you? Amen. Do, do you really believe that he is on the throne? Do you really believe it? We cannot allow ourselves to get in panic, division, all kinds of other things. And, and I was going to say this later. I'll save it for later because it'll work better then. You've got to trust God and you've got to let God be God. Now, hear me. Fire refines. Fire refines. When you feel fire in your life, respond to it in the right way. It will refine you. When you're going through something, it demands that you step up into the most mature place that you can in your life. So... When our nation, our nation really is in a, a crisis situation, you know, and, and beyond the election, in our economy, um, in uh, the division, all of this, there's some things that need to happen. And it's calling for us. And if anybody should be stepping up and be mature in this in this time, it should be believers. Fire refines. Pressure reveals. Tension balances and tunes. 
And I just want to say, and, and I, coming out of a prayer time late this afternoon, I believe the Spirit of God put in my heart to tell believers, perk up. Amen. Quit being hobbled. Quit acting like some kind of victim. You know, now, if you're real happy about the election, then you don't need to be perked up. <laughs> but we need uh, everybody. You hear me? Because yes. we've got to end up on the same page That's on this right. thing. Amen. And perk up. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 24.10 says that if you faint in the day of adversity, any kind of challenge, then your, your strength is small. Yes, Not one thing has changed from God's word. None of his promises have gone away. I've heard so many people, I'm so worried about my grandchildren. Well, I am too, but look at the promises of God's word. The blessings go to me. They go to my children. They go to my children's children. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, the Lord is good. His mercy only lasts if your candidate wins. See how foolish that is? The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to help me out. All generations. All generations. Deuteronomy 5, 29. It says, uh, where'd it go? Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children. Forever. Now, President Obama claims to be a born-again Christian. And I'm going to stop right there because, listen to me, some people are questioning if he would be a Christian. And I want to say to everybody, you listen to me, you don't have that level of clearance. You don't have that level of clearance to question anybody's claim of salvation. Do you hear me? That's... Beyond, and I even hear people say, well, I can't believe somebody would vote for somebody. Call themselves a Christian and vote for somebody who believes in this and this and this and this. You don't have that level of clearance. That is, that is not for anybody to do. Listen, we're not called to be judges. You have a whole lot of other things that Scripture tells you to be doing, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Besides being the little reporter, the little investigator trying to find out and discern all these, all these things. I imagine if I followed you around a little bit, I go, and you say you're a Christian and you would, and, and you would go, hold on. And you'd go, that's beyond your level of clearance. <laughs> President Obama claims to be a born again Christian. I've read some interviews. I've heard him talk and I believe I'm satisfied that he's a born again Christian. However, our president, my president, does not project a biblical worldview. And that's where my, my point of contention would be with him on some major issues that he doesn't have a biblical worldview. Nonetheless, he is our president. And there's some things that we can do uh, that I'm going to direct you toward tonight to, to get involved in this. So, not having a biblical worldview, let's make sure that we do. Now, when questioned on some things, a lot of things, he will admit to what Scripture says, a love for Scripture, a dependence upon Scripture, a dependence upon God. And I'll just be real honest with you. I would not want his job. You know, I think 
anybody who wants a job needs a real checkup. <laughs> anybody. Maybe that explains why Roseanne Barr got, <laughs> got on the deal. Now, what do we do? What do we do? Number one. Y'all with me? You know, I love you. You know, I love you enough to tell the truth. You know, also that God has brought us all together. And and did you know, we're not going to allow any division. Do you hear me? We give no place to the devil. No place to the devil. Well, how are we going to do that? By getting in the light of God's word. If everybody get in the light of God's word, we'll have, we'll have, we'll be on the right path. We'll be stepping in the right rhythm with this. First thing that we must do is honor, honor. Everybody say honor in first Peter chapter two, verse 17, Peter writes, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God and honor the King. Our parallel to that would be president. Scripture calls us honor the king, honor our president. When Peter wrote this, do you know who king was? Nero. Nero publicly proclaimed himself to be the enemy of God. Nero invented torture equipment to use on Christians for sport. And Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, honor the king. The word honor means show respect. Show respect. And you got this? Treat with dignity. And part of what our great nation needs is some respect and some dignity. And the last number of presidents that we've had, I'm appalled that our culture feels so free to speak against authority. I'm appalled. It does not serve us well. And it won't get better unless somebody decides I'm going to start in my life with some honor. That I'm going to respect people. I'm going to treat them with dignity. And the same is true. And I'm calling Citizens of the United States and citizens of heaven, followers of Jesus, you listen to me. We will treat our president with honor. And that is that we'll respect him. I don't know. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about what we're to do. Scriptural authority here. They will treat him with honor, with respect, and treat with dignity. Verse 18 in 1 Peter 2 says, even if they were harsh, you're still to do that with them. Um, All authority is from God. Romans 13, and I I won't read all of this right now, but in verse 1, it says, let every soul, everybody say that's me. Every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority, there's no authority from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So, One of the ways that we honor or dishonor is how? With our mouths. Now, if you're having any problem with what I'm saying tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you you're having a problem with the word. It would be with our, with our mouths. And I want to repent 
in front of you that even in recent weeks, I've spent more time thinking on the wrong things, talking on the wrong things to support my personal whatever. I have not done that from the pulpit. I'm very careful from the pulpit. But it's only my personal life and so forth that has not been honorable, that has not been respectful. Now, I believe in a wonderful, healthy competition. I think that should be the, should be the case, you know, in an election. But well, we need to make sure, as Scripture says, that first of all, we honor. Can you say honor again? And if you're around other people that are honoring, don't join in. Okay, just don't, just don't join in. Second thing is this. Y'all are so quiet. Pray. Everybody say pray. pray. Don't pray about. Don't pray against. When you pray against, you know what that is? It's witchcraft. Don't pray about. Don't pray against. Pray for. Pray for. And the principle from 1 Peter 3, 7 is that you honor first or your prayers will be hindered. So we want to honor and we want to pray. And let's go here to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3 in the Amplified Bible. It says, first of all, then, that's, that's from the Bible, 1 first, first Timothy. First of all, then, I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men. Watch this in verse 2. For kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility. That outwardly, everybody say outwardly. Well, look at the result of this. We're praying for them so that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life. And inwardly, every, everybody say inwardly. Inwardly, a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. For such praying is good and right. And it is pleasing and acceptable to God our Savior. Then I say, let's do it. And we, and we need... To pray. You say, well, I don't feel like praying. I've still got to process this and I don't like this. And, and how can I pray for somebody I don't agree with? And blah, 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 blah. Because you don't pray against them. You pray for them. You know, there's, there's always going to be people that you've got to pray for. Pray that they'll see things. Pray that they'll be helped. Pray, pray that the right people are around them. And pray for the safety Pray for the health. I probably shouldn't even do this. Especially pray for his safety and health. Because I just can't imagine Joe Biden. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. He, he just needs to stay in his role. I'm sorry. Because I don't agree with views and worldview on a number of issues, then I pray for our president that he'll look to God, that God will speak to him, that God will direct him. Proverbs 21 verse 1 says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. I heard maybe a year and a half or so ago, President Obama said that, and I think it's a picture of Lincoln or something that's in one of the halls. And he said that he has times. That's our president. He said he has times where he's walking down these halls and he's just praying. And he feels like, God, I need you to help me. I couldn't imagine the, the weight of responsibility. And he pauses 
by this one picture. And I, I, I need to go back and find this article. And he said, and it's been in that moment, in that place, there have been a number of times that courage came to him, the answers came to him. And we need to. Listen, this is critical. This goes beyond if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever color you are, whatever, wherever you are economically, whatever your educational background. We are citizens of the United States. We are citizens of heaven. We're followers of Jesus. And so we're going to honor those that are in authority. And we're going to pray for those that are in authority. It will have effect on them. It will have effect on us. Pray for his counselors. Pray for his advisors. Pray for the people who have influence and surround him. Are are y'all with me? And my prayer is this, that he will find and do the will of God. Find and do the will of God. And again, the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. And the third thing is this. Walk in love. Everybody say walk in love. Walk in love. In Ephesians chapter five, verse two, it says, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. In first Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14, watch this. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Watch this. Let all that you do be done with love. Will you read that last part? Let all that you do be done with love. And I believe this. That's New Testament command. When you walk in love, when you walk in God's love, there's no hate. When you walk in love, God's love, there's no prejudice. When you walk in love, God's love, there's no pride. And here's just a little suggestion I want to make to you. Actually, I want to emphasize it. It might be good if you're struggling with all of this right now. It might be good for you to lay off of news TV for a while. Lay off of talk radio for a while. Lay off of Twitter feeds for a while. Lay off of internet blogs for a while. Are you hearing me? Uh, Alicia and I have been talking about some things. She's been sharing some incredible insights with me that words are, are found and we eat words. And if you're not careful, some of the words you eat poison you. And some of y'all have had some reactions tonight to some things I'm saying. Because I'm trying to give you the antidote to some poison. Seriously. Because our nation does not need to be divided. And certainly the church would not be divided. This is not going soft on issues. This is finding the right place to stand where we are. Having a theology that's strong enough, big enough, flexible enough that God can be God. And though I don't understand something, something would be beyond me, or this is more the case, or it's something beyond what you might would want or prefer, that you can still let God be God. Because if you don't, as I said earlier, you're going to hobble your faith. And that's what some of you have been feeling, is it's hobbled your faith. What we need to do is get into the light. These are the three big things that I see we need to respond is step on over into a place of honor, pray, and walk in love. More important than who your president is. More important than who your boss is. More important than who your governor or who anybody else is, is who is your Lord and who is your source. And I found this today. The legislative, judicial, and executive branches are all wrapped up in one. 
In Isaiah 33, 22, it says, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. He will save us. In the New Living Translation, it says, He will care for us and save us. So church, listen to me. God has a big old plan. And I can't keep up with it. It's bigger. And and what's weird is there's whole industries and news and media prognosticators trying to analyze and figure out everything. And you know what? It's just a bunch of talking heads. (laughs) And we need to give more place to God in our life. Stand on your values. Don't back off of your values. Don't give up your biblical worldview. Continue to be involved in the system. Continue to make your voice be heard. But do all things, whatever things you, how how was that worded here? Uh, Let all that you do be done with love. And let's walk in the light of God's word. And listen, he's, he's king. Let me get this right too. He's judge. He's lawgiver. He's king. He'll care for us. He'll save us. He'll see you through. And you're going to be better off. Your joy level is going to be better off. I got some things squared away in my heart this morning. And you know what? You know what I had? I have had all day a tangible extra deposit of God's peace in my heart. I just feel it. I just know it. And if you're listening too much to news, television, talk, radio, internet, blogs, and Twitter feeds, we're all going to hell in a handbasket by... 315 Friday. Do <laughs> you think God is so caught off guard? Everybody's got their agenda. And we live in the greatest country on this planet. We have the greatest system. And the system will right itself. The system will help. All of human history, and hear me on this, and I got I gotta finish. All of human history is on a slide. And it, and that slide is on its way down. You can read about it in a book God wrote. And the only thing that is holding back lawlessness in the earth today is the Holy Spirit in the church. The church infused with the Holy Spirit. And that are those are people that allow God to be God in their life and they'll submit themselves to God's word. Beyond themselves, beyond what they understand, beyond what they personally want. And they'll honor and they'll pray. And everything that they do, they're going to do it in love. And I'm going to tell you, folks, it's in that place, it's in that life, that God will bless you. God will take care of you. And I want all of you to be a part of the solution. Don't be a part of the static. Don't be a part of the problem. Now, I'm not expecting everybody's going to walk out of here tonight and go, I'm all good, I'm all good. Hey, but I'm asking you to submit yourself to the living word of God. I apologize for my one off comment that I made there. I apologize for that. It's funny, but it's wrong. Okay. So, um, so apologize for that. But the rest of this, I submit to you tonight. Listen to me. I submit to you tonight, the word of the Lord for the people of God. And let's walk this out and you're going to find the blessing and help of God in your life and for our great nation. Amen. Do you get anything at all out of this? Thank you, Lord.